Yo, 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 we are live and direct from 102 Jams. It's me. I'm in North Carolina. What up? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Unpacking, looking for cribs, yeah. all that good stuff. But nevertheless, good to be home, man. What is up with you? You know, man, I'm uh, I'm still here. You know what I mean? <laughs> still still here. We uh, we still working. We, we, we taking care of business. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, man. Nah, the grind don't stop, man. The yeah. grind does not stop. I've been working nonstop. Your boy is exhausted, Bam. but <laughs> <laughs> you know we had to check in because even though it's the off season, the off season is getting a little busy with these NBA storylines, man. We had the draft this past weekend, and we got some interesting trades and the, of course, re-signing of a couple big names, including Kyrie and Russ, man. What's your perspective on the Kyrie remaining with the Nets? How you feel about it? Uh, this is not over. Um, and I I would oh, say wow. Russell All Westbrook right. is that that situation is not over either. Ah, um, okay, okay. So I mean, with with Kyrie, I feel like this actually makes him even more tradable, just because the teams, if if he were to opt out of that contract, the teams that wanted him would be hard capped. But now that he opted into that contract, teams that maybe were going to be hard capped if he would have did that they're they're now open and they can trade for him i would say still the number one destination is the lakers um mm -hmm. i would not be surprised if down the line miami tries to get involved with that situation we'll see okay um but no this 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 actually opens the door i feel like further for Kyrie Irving and i would say that Josiah the owner of the nets and uh, Sean Marks, the general manager of the Nets, they they don't want what happened last year. They do not want that current situation. And I think they're trying to avoid that at all costs. And if things don't get better, and I mean, in the next couple of weeks soon, um, mm -hmm. we, we're going to see this more more so heat up um, for, for trades. And if Kyrie's gone, KD will ask out. Yep. Yep, I think KD will definitely ask out if Kyrie leaves. I was not shocked that he opted into the final year because, one, I feel like he wasn't willing to pass up all that money. Right. Regardless of what he says and is tweeting at Stephen A at the moment. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like he wasn't willing to pass up all that money. And when the noise went down that it was just mainly the Lakers that were interested – I feel like it kind of gave him a little humbling experience. Like we know that you are a baller, you're a bona fide mm -hmm. superstar, but your absence, you know, throughout the season has raised some questions in a lot of people's eyes. So I feel like since the market wasn't as big, that might've been a little of a shocker to Kyrie. I do agree that now that he is locked in technically with the Nets, it does make it easier to trade because of that hard cap situation. But I also think that that will be an interesting deal if he goes to the Lakers, because they're going to have to get rid of someone. And mm -hmm. now that Russ has now that Russ has opted in, what do you think that means for his future with the Lakers? Because I feel like that 
somewhat locks them in and makes their money situation a little iffy to bring in someone like Kyrie without giving up someone, you know, with the potential in my book as to AD. Right, and that's that's what I'm saying. The Nets will not lose Kyrie for nothing, which is why the opt-in gave them basically leverage. Like before, it was kind of in Kyrie's hands, but Kyrie opted in. Not not only that Kyrie opted in, he opted in two days earlier than he should have. Yep. So that, that lets me know right there that there are conversations going on. They're ongoing. But also that, you know, the Nets are really serious about getting something if Kyrie were to leave. Mm-hmm. And also flipping this back to, to the uh, Russell Westbrook situation. Yes. I think that the Lakers have continuously wanted to trade Russell Westbrook. And they're still mm-hmm. trying to explore trade avenues to get rid of Russell Westbrook. And right now everybody's saying no. The Rockets exactly. said no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Rockets <laughs> said no. The Pacers <laughs> said no. Uh, the Nets said no. I would, I mean, a team that does want Russell Westbrook is the Charlotte Hornets. I don't understand why that, that conversation is not ongoing. I would say that Mitch Kupchak, the former Lakers general manager, is the general manager for the Charlotte Hornets. So I don't know how, how um, you know, appeased he would be about talking to his former team, even you know the team that fired him, Genie Bus. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Like you know, I feel like the Russell Westbrook situation is also fluid, and if they can find a deal to offload Russell Westbrook, they would do that in a pinch. They just nobody just wants his contract, and nobody wants him on their team right. except for the Charlotte yeah. Hornets. Yeah, right. Nobody really wants that contract. And I don't necessarily see a scenario where the Lakers can't get rid of Westbrook if, if they plan to get Kyrie. I also don't necessarily see a scenario where the Nets trade Kyrie to the Lakers for essentially n- nothing. Like, because I don't think they're trading for Russell Westbrook. No, they're going to get assets yeah. back. Yeah, yeah they're going to they're gonna get a lot of assets back. And I would assume that they would want a, a caliber player um, my my deal was I, I would feel like they would want like an AD back. And I just don't think the Lakers are willing to give that up, obviously. And I'm sure that if they gave away multiple assets, they could find ways to make it work. But their roster is already thin as is, so I just feel like that would be a hindrance. Big picture right here. Is Kyrie a net to start the season? I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, I just I do not see the Nets ownership group and their general manager agreeing to what is a Kyrie Irving centric situation. Kevin Durant is our, you know, Katie's not going to say anything, but Kyrie is kind of the question mark because the Nets, you know, the Nets know Katie's commitment. He just signed a four year extension last year. So he's committed. He's going to be, he showed up when he needed to. Um, But it's the Kyrie Irving of it all that they're they're really scratching their head about. It's like, look, you've you've been on this team for three years and our starting lineup, our big three, has played fifty three games together. And that's not good. That's not great at all. Fifty three games not in three years. It. Not gonna yeah. cut it. So I, I think that, you know, at this point in time, they don't care. Like they they want a commitment from Kyrie Irving that he will be playing games, right? Like yep. And that's that's why like the stare down of the whole you know max extension thing it was never going to happen, um, and you know I think the same thing is a little bit applied to the James Harden situation in Philly just because 
I don't think they're going to give him max contract. I do think that they're going to give him some sort of an extension, but it's going to be a, a, a team friendly thing to where it gives him a little bit more money and free agency yeah. to add around them. So yeah. I would, I would say that those two situations are really, really interesting right now. Um, but more so the Kyrie situation, because we just don't know what's next <laughs> with the Kyrie situation. Yeah, like I think that that whole situation is interesting. And I feel like if he is going to get to L.A., he does need to do it soon because I think LeBron and the Lakers are running out of time because looking in L.A. right now, we're looking at the Clippers. A healthy Kawhi coming back, PG still balling as usual. And then they just, you know, got the rights to John Wall. What do you think the acquisition of him since the Clippers as far as the Western Conference, albeit if everyone can remain healthy. How do you think their chances are? Look, I, I think the Clippers are going to be really formidable. I mean, like you just said, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, they got John Wall. They traded for, you know, the trades. Actually, you know, they set up their their season last year during the trade deadline. Norman Powell, Robert Covington, yep. those yep. type of guys. They just uh, brought back uh, yep. Zubak as Zubac. well. Yep, got and, a deal. Yeah, and I, I think that Ty Lue's one of the best coaches in the NBA. And Agreed. I think that they are really, really set up to dominate in the West next year. However, <laughs> you have two really, really injury-prone players in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, which is why they haven't had the success is because those two are always hurt. Um, it's, it's and true. there's always something that happens to the Clippers around playoff time or during playoff time that kind of derails that team. I, I just don't know. And I don't think like John Wall is a good player. I just don't know how much he has left to carry. You know what I mean? To, I agree. No, to really, I agree. We, we haven't seen Pete John Wall right. since he left Washington years ago. Right. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure what to expect from him. I know in the videos that I've seen, you know, swirling around the internet, it doesn't look like he has that same elusive mm -hmm. quickness and explosiveness that he once had. But right. again, I mean, I'm sure he's still getting back into basketball shape. We'll see how he really shows up. But I do think even just a healthy Kawhi and Paul George, albeit if they can remain healthy, can do real damage in the Western Conference because those two are really good. Like we've seen Paul George come back, you know, towards the end of last season mm -hmm. and dominate. Yeah. Literally, literally dominate. Like, he can get buckets. And we know Kawhi with his defense, he's like one of the best two-way players in mm -hmm. the league. So if they can just remain healthy, I think that they're definitely primed to make a deep run. And I feel like, you know, John Wall not asked to do too much, but just playing his role and then being able to get a bucket here and there when he needs to can do dividends for them. Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're, they're definitely set up to succeed. It's just – Health is going – it has to be on their side. And so far, that that Paul George, Kawhi Leonard experiment has not worked in, in L.A., and they've both been hurt through <laughs> all three years, essentially, right now. And I, I don't know. Like, and if you're John Wall, man, you're, you're living life. I mean, the, the last <laughs> the last three years, you have not played an inch of ball, and you, you're averaging like $47 million a year. Bro. Finesse. He's reaching, he's reaching that Sam Bradford level, man. He's reaching the Sam Bradford level of finesse. I'm trying to tell you, there are certain people that have figured it out. Man, look, yeah. I, I need his agent. Yeah. Like, clearly. It. Bro, Kirk Cousins, they have, these guys have figured it out. I want to touch on one team, and that is the Knicks, because they are trading Nerlis Noel, Alex Burks to the Pistons, mm -hmm. along with their second round picks of 2023 and 2024. 
to make space for a Jalen Brunson. Is this a good move or a bad move for the Knicks? The Knicks are desperate. And I mean, <laughs> very desperate. If, there, if there's ever a team that has shown their hand before free agency, it is the Knicks. They yeah, are so <laughs> desperate. Thirst, thirsty. Yeah, I, I just don't understand it. Like, you haven't been able to attract a free agent since, what, Carmelo when you traded for him? <laughs> and that was that was forever ago. So, you know. Right, this that is, was when I was in elementary <laughs> You thought you was going to get KD and Kyrie. Didn't happen. You thought you were going to get LeBron. You didn't get him. Didn't happen. Like, thought you was about to get Dame. Yeah, didn't, didn't happen. Dame. So, I mean, you think, you, you think you're still trying to get Donovan Mitchell. Not happening. So, I mean, you're you're offloading picks and players. Even during the draft, you saw them kind of what they were doing with, you know, yeah, acquiring they, three first-round picks to maybe for another move after you get Jalen Brunson. But yeah. right now... You're 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 about thirty million under the salary cap, and then you're going to sign Jalen Brunson, and that's going to take all thirty million. So <laughs> yeah, it, it seems it looks like they're they're on, they're on pace. I think to secure a three year one hundred ten million dollar deal. Yeah. I think that's the number. Yeah, it's it's amazing yeah. the money they're dishing out. I mean, think about the people that they just gave money to, Evan Fournier, now about to be Jalen Brunson, and, <laughs> and and your left hand wonder. Um, <laughs> and I take nothing, and I take nothing away from Jalen Brunson, but yeah. does Jalen Brunson really worth all of that? No, and, and, yeah, and I, I don't think so at all. And I agree that this is going to be a huge loss for Dallas because I feel like he mm-hmm. fit well in Dallas and carry them. It, yeah, and it, but is he a needle mover as far as really putting the Knicks back on the map? No. no. No, I don't think so at all. And I feel like the pressure is really going to be on if he gets this deal. Kudos to him for getting the money. But the pressure is really going to be on for him to actually elevate his game and be able to take them to the next level. And I'm not so sure that he can even carry them through a first round win of the playoff. I want you to I want you to hear these numbers, right? You're going you already have Julius Randle on the contract, 100 million. Evan Fournier on the contract, 100 million. You're about to sign Jalen Brunson on the contract for 100 million. And then. You're gonna have who who's their their guard? Um, you're about to sign him for 100 million when he's eligible uh, out of Kentucky. Ooh. I mean Duke. Uh, out of Duke, he played with uh, oh, Zion. RJ RJ, RJ, RJ Barrett. RJ, RJ Barrett. Barrett like, when he, okay. His contract yeah, will be ready for an extension next year. So you're about to essentially tie 400 million dollars into four players that neither one of my all stars. <laughs> 400 million. Tough. You know how embarrassing that looks? $400 million into four players, and neither one of them are all-stars. The Knicks just don't bring the splash that, you know, they think they bring. Every Everybody used to want to come play in the Mecca, and now it's like, mm-hmm. eh, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm good. We'll go to Brooklyn. Like we'll we'll go to we'll go to Brooklyn instead. We'll go elsewhere. Yeah. And they, they're not bringing that same cachet, and it's showing because, I mean, look, just look at the squad. Like, they're getting – pretty mid-level players, mm-hmm. nothing against them, but these aren't real superstars exactly. that are going to be game changers and really turn your franchise around. So I feel like the Knicks are actually just wasting money at this point. Yeah. I just think this, I think this is a bad idea all, all over. I mean, you think about it, they're, again, they're about to sign, you know, Jalen Brunson, that's going to be 300 million three players, but neither one of the players are all-stars. But also, we're going to look at this in two or three years, and they're going to be trying to offload these deals. Like yeah. these contracts are going to need to be offloaded because they're 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 not going to be able to 
be a good team at all. Like I, I, I don't <laughs> think the Knicks are making the playoffs next year. I think that they can be an average team at best. They may be able to sneak into the playoffs as like a seven or eight seed. Yeah. But I think it's they might make there. the play in. They'll make the play in. Yeah. I just think I just think it stops there. I don't think you have anyone that can really carry your franchise on a deep playoff run yeah. and actually get you over the hump. So I just feel like this deal is, in all seriousness, a waste of a trade. And another trade that I actually, or another trade that I actually, you know, noticed was Washington sending KCP and Ish Smith to the Nuggets mm-hmm. for Will Barton and Monte Morris. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, I think I think this is a, a good trade for both sides. Mm-hmm. The general manager for the Wizards came from the Nuggets organization, so they they just essentially just got some people that speak spoke his language. And yep. for the Nuggets, you look at what KCP does: good defender, knock down three pointer. You're putting him around Jokic, and you know you know Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, and those guys. Whenever yep. he comes back, yep. and you know whenever we see. You know, Michael Porter Jr. come back and all those type of guys, Aaron Gordon. So you're putting shooters and defense around Jokic, essentially. And, you know, when you're when you have and he's a ball handler. So, you know, when Jamal Murray should be coming back this year, he's not going to be 100 percent. Obviously, he's going to try to work his way back. But you have somebody to kind of take the load off of just shooting, shooting the ball, playing defense. And. You know that that's not that's not exactly a bad move for the Nuggets. I feel like the Nuggets every year kind of make little little tweaks to their roster. They're they're keeping their their core intact, um, other than when they traded for Aaron Gordon. But you know, for the most part, you have your your Murray, your Michael Porter Jr., your Jokic, and then everybody else fills in around them. Um, yep. So you know, we'll see how it works out. I think that it's a decent move for both, both teams. Sides. And okay. it's a, it's a kind of move to just strengthen around the edges, you know what I mean? Just to strengthen right. around your core. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Jamal Murray and uh, MPJ getting back healthy. I definitely missed them this year. Haven't yeah. seen Jamal Murray really ball out since the bubble. So I, I'm really just looking forward to him getting back to that hooping that he was doing then because like that series between him and Donovan Mitchell was special. Yeah, what I mean, he did, what's he did against the Clippers? Very special. It's crazy. It's been two years, essentially, that we've seen yeah. Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray play ball. Yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. Transitioning to the draft here, we have Paolo Bancaro mm-hmm. um, actually go number one over Jabari Smith, which whom I thought would go number one. We've seen Chet Holmgren go to the Thunder, obviously. And the guy that I said is probably going to win Rookie of the Year, Jaden Ivey, go to the Pistons. Who do you think? was oh, obviously don't, don't don't forget Keegan Murray at number four to the Kings. I did I did I did I seen Keegan Murray actually <laughs> she went ahead of Jaden yeah, I was that, a little shocked about and you remember that. I said don't be definitely surprised that shocked. Keegan Murray it will be higher than a lot of people think. yeah they definitely yeah because he was projected around the seven to ten range mm-hmm. he, he kind of he jumped he jumped up pretty high what was your biggest takeaway from the draft yeah I thought that the Pistons won it I mean they they rocked the house that is they rocked that, the house that's special I mean yep. To get to get Jaden Ivy where you got him at five, and then to turn around and essentially trade assets. It was a three-team deal essentially between Charlotte and the Knicks to get Doreen um, out of Memphis. Yep. He was a big-body guy, athletic, can switch. I mean, that's a that's a really really good haul on draft night for you. And you you put him around Cade and those guys, and, and you know Sadiq Bay. And all those boys, I mean, that that's a really, really good young group. 
Uh, I think that that also, you know, because they also made a, n- a new move, like you just said about, you know, Nerlens Noel and those guys. And yep. Troy Weaver is the general manager of the Pistons who comes from OKC who coached Nerlens Noel. So you'll see, you know, that's two bigs they picked up in the offseason. So that essentially should take them out of the DeAndre Aiden sweepstakes. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I think that the Pistons has definitely won the draft. I think that they're set around a lot of young talent. I think they have some high flyers. They definitely have some big bodies to bang with down there. And I yeah. think that their backcourt, you know, with Ivy back there mm-hmm. and then Green, Green from last year, I think they're going to have a really smooth backcourt. And I feel like they're going to actually have a pretty good squad as they, you know, move forward. And I love to see, like, what they'll turn into when they progress. I definitely, like I said, was a little shocked that Van Carroll went first. I think my actual biggest shock was the Hornets when they drafted Jalen Doreen, like you said, mm-hmm. first, and then obviously traded to Detroit in the three-team deal. And then they drafted Mark Williams because I knew they needed big bodies. Yeah. And I thought that they were going to keep both of those picks to have like two twin towers per se. Mm-hmm. But I think that Mark Williams fits well with the Hornets because he can run the floor. Yeah. And they have like a fast-paced team, obviously, and they, they're bringing back their coach. Whom, Steve Clifford. <laughs> yeah, which has been a really interesting situation. Who, who left, and then they tried to get the Warriors assistant. He backed out, and now Clifford is back. And he says he promised to keep the fast-paced offense. And like I said, I feel like they need somebody with some leadership, yeah, uh, a veteran in there to really, like, you know, get the locker room in check. But Poor Mike we'll D'Antoni. How, yeah, yeah, honestly, man. Like, if Mike D'Antoni get a, can't get a job with the Hornets, he, he just not cut out for it anymore. Man, the man met with MJ, and then the next day they announced somebody else that wasn't even in the circle. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> Mike was like, nah, we're good. You know what? Yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> Mike was like, man, I can't even think about this right now. Mike had to get out of Nashville for the race, man. Mike, Mike, ain't, Mike ain't worried about that right now. Mike had to get on to He had to get out of Nashville for the, the race. Hey, man. All right, man. <laughs> Mike a funny dude. Yeah, he is. The fact Mike. that he met with Mike D'Antoni and just said, ah, actually. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe maybe old coach wasn't that bad. <laughs> maybe he wasn't that bad. <laughs> that mean must have been horrible. Like <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe Steve Clifford wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Let me let me hit him up. See what he's doing. <laughs> see, see if he see if he really want to leave. <laughs> see see what he's doing these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if he really want to leave. All right, man. Some NFL news. We got Deshaun Watson's hearing with the NFL to continue this week. What are you expecting as far as punishment? through the NFL as they, you know, get ready to come to a decision here soon. Everything is pointing to 10 games or more right now. Okay. Um, and, you know, possibly the entire season. So, I mean, that's that's just what's kind of circulating around is he's going to be suspended a full season. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I would say I would lean more to 10 games probably, but it would not shock me if it's a full season that Deshaun Watson is not playing this year. Uh, which opens up a, a boatload of questions for a lot of different teams. <laughs> yeah, and one of the main questions I have, respectively, is Baker Mayfield saying that the two sides have moved on and he expects to be out of Cleveland soon. Do you feel, Do you still think that is a thing moving forward now that you know Watson's decision could come rather soon? If, per se, he gets a full year, do you think Cleveland still wants to move on from Baker? The Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield – will never have to speak again once he's traded. And I don't think he's playing a game 
in Cleveland anymore. Okay. I think they they have moved on. Um, like I said, it's a contract situation right now, and teams yep. are waiting on the Browns to pick up a lot more money in that contract. And once they do that, it will be done. The deal will be complete. There are two to three teams that are closely monitoring that situation right now. The, the Panthers, Seahawks, yep. and what's the what's the last team? What's the last team? I'm just losing. Well, I'm just saying two to three, but definitely okay. those top two for sure yeah, are monitoring Panthers, that situation. Um, and I would I would not rule out, and this is a scenario that was kind of like proposed the other day. If they deal Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson is suspended the entire year, I would not rule out the Cleveland Browns trading for Jimmy G. Okay. Um, okay. That is something that is kind of circulating right now. We shall they see. Be, they would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. They would be awful. <laughs> they would be so bad. Because they, they don't have I, – I think that – Shanahan really masked Jimmy G's lack of yes. mobility, yes. lack of, you know, accuracy, lack of just overall quarterback, yeah. <laughs> like lack, lack of overall quarterbacking. I think he masked a lot of that with his different running schemes, I his agree. creative offense, the motions, all, all the misdirection. I think that really helped Jimmy G. And I just feel like going to the Browns, that will not look the same Well, the, the Browns just want to run the ball. I mean, you got two two headed monster yeah, back you got, there, yeah, you got and they want to run play, run, play action. Run. That's all they want to do: run play action, and, and run the ball. And we'll, we'll see, man. We'll I just see. I just, I just don't see it yeah. with Jimmy G. I I think that I, I think that it would not be a terrible fit, just because mm-hmm. Jimmy G would not be asked to do that much. I mean, true. It's just the fact that Baker Mayfield is not accurate, and he he you know he didn't have enough arm to get to the wide open receivers that were wide open. I mean, we how many times we've seen Jarvis Landry and, and OBJ, I mean, essentially wide open and, you know, Baker either overthrows them or it's <laughs> over their head or, you know, it's just, it's passes like that and that kind of killed them. But I would not rule that out. I mean, Jimmy G to the Browns is a possibility. Yeah, the, every time I think about like a receiver being wide open and the quarterback just like just <laughs> being very bad with the ball, I think about like the Mitch Trubisky video. Maybe <laughs> receivers like ten yard ten yards open, and he underthrow, overthrow, <laughs> like throw it, throw it, throw it to a different receiver, throw, throw it to the other team. <laughs> poor Mitch, man. Poor, poor Mitch, man. I really, I really hope he gets a chance. <laughs> I really hope they give my man a real shot. Now. We'll see. I need I need Mitch to really turn up this year. All right, man. Scary Terry got a three-year, seventy-one million dollar mm-hmm. deal with a twenty-eight million dollar signing bonus. These receivers are getting the big bucks. Man. Yeah, that was good for them to lock him down. They uh, Commanders definitely needed that because that would not be a good situation heading into the season without your best receiver, one of the best receivers right now who has been booming over the last three years. So great acquisition for them. Mm-hmm. Are we missing any NFL news right now? No, not at the moment. Um, we're still monitoring the Debo Samuel situation. Yes. but uh, what, do, what do you expect as far as his numbers? I'm expecting more than Scary Terry, but definitely less than Tyreek Hill. I would first. say more than Scary Terry, more than A.J. Brown. Yes, less, more than A.J. Brown. Less than... 
Devontae Adams and, and Tyreek Hill. Hill. Yep. So somewhere in the middle of those two. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm I'm looking at about I'll say four years around like one ten, maybe one fifteen. Yeah, because like AJ that. Brown was four years a hundred. A hundred, yep. And uh Tyreek got one thirty. Yeah. So yeah, I would say anywhere I would say anywhere around like one ten to one fifteen million is something yeah. that I'll be paying attention to. And if I'm his agent, like I'm pushing the agenda because like I am your offense. Like you yeah. you are nothing without Tebow. Yeah, but look look how good I made Jimmy G look. Exactly. <laughs> look how look how good I made <laughs> Look how good I made Jimmy G look. So, yeah, no, nah, that's true. All right, man. I think that's all we got. Drop some quick takes here. We got Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson agreeing to a boxing match at the end of July. Um, why? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I said <laughs> when I saw that. I was just like, why? Are y'all trying to be got? relevant or? <laughs> who, who you got? Uh, give me AP. He's just strong. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. I feel like AP is much stronger. Although I think Le'Veon might be a little quicker. Yeah. As far as as far as like on his feet and with the hands, but AP is definitely stronger than Le'Veon. And I feel like Le'Veon hasn't really been doing anything. Yeah, so. Le'Veon is yeah. finesse. He's been rapping. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got albums like AB now. He got an album. <laughs> PJ Tucker, man, essentially to a sign with the 76ers. Good move for them? Yeah, if they can get it done. I wouldn't rule him out uh, coming back to Miami, but if the Sixers can get their hands on PJ Tucker and you rolling out James Harden and B, Tyrese Maxey, mm-hmm. like PJ Tucker, and then you you also got DeAnthony Melton, and you could probably make, you know, if, if James Harden takes the two-year extension or whatever the Sixers are offering him and – you know, that gives them more flexibility money-wise to go out and make a couple more moves in free agency to sign some depth um, to fill out that roster. I think they can be a really good team, but P.J. Tucker to Philly should be a thing. Yeah, I think that they, the the contract talk was around three years, $30 million, mm-hmm. which I feel is a lot. That's a lot for P.J. Like Tucker. 30, yeah, for somebody that's 37. So somebody is definitely getting up there in age. <laughs> he the same I, age as LeBron and Chris Paul. Yeah, but I just he, which he's is also old. not LeBron. <laughs> which is not old. LeBron. He's not he's just not LeBron or Chris Paul. So right. I feel like yeah, that that'll be something to watch. Um if he gets that type of money, kudos to him. I gotta get me an agent, man. People getting people getting the bag. <laughs> they are out getting here. the bag, bro. People clearly getting the bag out here. Will Hardy, Celtics assistant, mm-hmm. agrees to be the next coach of the Utah Jazz. Good fit for them. I mean, I think the the writing was kinda on the wall when you saw Danny Ainge become a part of the front office out there in Utah yeah. and you know yeah. he was going to bring somebody yeah. in that spoke his language so we'll yeah. see so de- yeah definitely a tactical move uh, good for him we'll, we'll see how that works with the Jazz I just don't think the Jazz are going to be any good for the foreseeable future I feel like no. they're going to lose Donovan Mitchell obviously Rudy Gobert is probably on the block as well so yeah. it's, it's going to be tough for them Serena Falls in Wimbledon man first round you know first time back in a year so hoping that she continues to improve get better obviously was pretty sad about it seeing Novak fell as well so tough time in, in, in the tennis league yeah and finally the Colorado Avalanche securing the Stanley World Cup and not allowing the three-peat to occur so congrats to them that's all I got man I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. Remember, Black Lives Matter. They always matter, and they will forever matter. Independence Day coming up July 4th. Everyone, please set off fireworks responsibly. Be safe. And continue to social distance. Wear your mask when you can, especially on those planes. It is nasty in those airports. 
and continue to send your prayers out to those in Ukraine and all those who need them, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, Black Lives always matter. Uh, we're still praying for Brittany Griner, Ukraine, yes. all those kinds of things. Uh, Brittany needs to come home. On a lighter note, guys, Agreed. we appreciate and love you guys for supporting us, sharing us, and just being on this raw this ride with us. I mean, we're this is episode one hundred and four for us. So, all our viewers that have been there from the beginning, we appreciate you. Yep, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Come on, man. Apple Podcasts, Google on, Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other streaming platforms you listen to us on. <laughs> Yo, and if you ha- if you haven't checked out that Breezy album, it is fire. So please <laughs> listen to that. I'm out of here. Nope. Really thought it ain't no debate, no way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate, cool breeze, mops with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena, racked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia, more drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood, I said I would get no mediocre, I'm feeling like Tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit, they can't even drip line. So savvy is a swag daddy, red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy, penthouse vibes, no addy. This is the wave to give them the feeling. Rappers be capping, no, I don't feel you. Feel like the man when I walk through the building. Too many scars and spiritual healing. I got a million dreams. I got a million schemes. We going crazy, we going crazy. We got the winning team.